0: Well, we want to welcome each one of you for for coming to this seminar, which is uh, extremely important for our spiritual journey with the Lord, not only for our spiritual journey with the Lord, but uh, in life in general. Uh, by the way, let me start by saying my name. My name is Jorge Quintana Jr. Uh, if you notice on a little bit of accents, it's because I'm Cuban, uh, coming from the islands of Cuba. I have the privilege to serve here in Thomasville, Georgia. Uh, as a pastor, I have two English-speaking churches, and I'm I'm happy to be here. So tonight, today, we're going to be talking about vision. Vision is one of the most important things. Uh, recently, um, well, why do not we start with a prayer before we, uh, we continue? Father in heaven, what a privilege we have to be here today uh, to talk about vision, What a wonderful thing is to plunge ourselves into the vision of God for our life. Uh, Lord, help us now. Give us wisdom and understanding. And help us to apply vision that we may be victorious in everything we do. Because your desire for each one of us is to prosper in every aspect of our life. Bless each one of us. Be with those that are coming on the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When we talk about vision, you know, MIT did a research recently. They took 50 people, 50 wealthy people, and they did a research on them. They they, they were a couple of students that they did research on them and they studied them, they studied their success, they studied why in the world they make so much money and how uh, they can increase, the the ultimate purpose of the the, uh, research was to increase performance and success in the student in the university. Well, after they studied them for a year, they realized that all of them come from different backgrounds, different settings. Uh, Some of them were very poor when they started. Some of them came from wealthy family, but all of them have one thing in common. At the end of the research, uh, when the students submit the paper to to the whole academic uh, school, they find out that one thing they have in common was vision. Vision is what make people success in life. In fact, uh, one of my favorite quotes comes from Robert. Robert Schuller was a man of vision, and um, he used to say this The world of tomorrow belongs to the people who had the vision today. Think about that for a moment. Uh, the world of tomorrow belongs to people that had vision today. Uh, many people always complain to God, and I have seen people in my ministry, I have seen people saying, Pastor, I don't know why God bless other people and they don't bless me. And I want to tell you something, folks, God is in the business of blessing you, to save you, and to give you life. And the Bible says, I have come to give you life and life abundantly, meaning that God is enjoying himself when he give you good things. The problem with the problem is that the problem is not God. The problem is us. Many times, people don't have vision to carry on God's plan for our life. That's important to understand. I remember C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest men uh, ever lived uh, uh, about talking about uh, church and evangelism, and he had the opportunity to travel to a country that uh, was. Uh, a tiny little country that was, they have a, a, a few people living in, a, in just an, an, in a session in one country. It was a very poor country. And he had the opportunity to go with it. And when he got to that village, that's the word that I was looking for, village, they got to that village, uh, they realized, the evangelistic thing realized that those people were living in such a poor condition. Uh, the life expectancy was 40 percent. Can you imagine that? More than half a percent of people that were living in the island were not reached to the age of 40 or or 50. So they felt compelled into their heart to help them. So uh, C.S. Lewis um, gathered together some some influential people, people with money, and they said let's help them. Uh, So they raised some money uh, so one day, they visit every house in that village and they give him a little bit of money. And uh, with that money, at least they have for one year to succeed. Uh, you know, uh, today we don't have, we don't have uh, money. Uh, the money that we have in our banks on time doesn't, doesn't carry us to a whole year. But in, in, tho- in that place, a little bit of money lasts for a whole year. So they have at least one year of worry-free. The interesting thing about this story is that when he gave all the money to those people, uh, some of them begin to use it right away. Some people that have vision cut the vision and say, "Okay, let's make things better for our family. But he noticed some people that didn't have vision at all. Instead, they use the money. They roll it up like a little uh, cigar. And they use it as mashet to transfer fire from one uh, place to the other. And he was astonished. He was amazed. And he said, I can't believe that they are doing that. At the end of the day, uh, just thinking about what happened, he said this. The poorest man is not the man that doesn't have money. The poorest man is the one that doesn't have vision. Think about that for a moment. God can give you many resources. God can give you plenty of blessing, but if you don't know how to utilize those blessings, you become very poor. So it is important to understand that the world of tomorrow, and, and when I think about the world of tomorrow, I'm not thinking about early things. Let's, let's, let's go to another dimension. When I think about the world of tomorrow, think about heaven, for example. The heaven of tomorrow is for the people that had the vision today. One of the problems with the church of Laodicea, when you study the churches, one of the problems is that they think they see, but God says, you guys are blind. You cannot see. You guys don't have vision. In fact, one of the problems through the history of the Israelites were that they were killing their prophets, and God revealed himself through the prophets their vision. They killed the vision and they no longer were able to see. So the purpose of this seminar is to help you at least to understand that you have a purpose in life. God created you for His pleasure but you can succeed in life, in this life and in the life to come if you have vision. I like this passage. Look what it says, uh, true godly vision is not a man's idea. I love this. It is what? god 's idea for the Bible said that every good things that comes to us come from the Father above. nothing good comes from us. everything comes from our Father above. I love this text. this is one of my favorite texts in the Bible. every time that I go through some struggle, every time that I go through some problems in my life, every time that I'm dealing with churches, uh, this is one of the p- passages that I always uh, Um, study. Uh, Look what it says. For I know the plans that I have for for whom? For you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you what? Hope and future. You know, a lot of people can live their life without many things. In fact, I'm from Cuba and in Cuba people are very poor. Uh, Um, you, you used to live your life in a very simple way. You can get away with, uh, with a lot of stuff, but one thing that you cannot live with without is hope. Uh, you kill hope in people, you destroy them completely. And God is saying, I have big plans for you. You know, uh, when we get to heaven, I, I, I just imagine that we're going to get together with the angels and we're going to see our history, we're going to see our life, we're going to see how many blessings we receive from the Lord and how many times the angels protect us and, and, and kept us safe. But also I can imagine them saying, man, you missed some blessings. God want to so bless you so much when you were living in this place or when you, are, when, when you were going through school or when you were doing this. But because you didn't have vision, you were not able to carry on. So it is important to have vision. Look at this. This is a very powerful statement. Uh, George Barn says this. Vision is a clear mental what? Image. Image of a preferable future impacted by whom? by God to his chosen servants, and it is based on an what? On an accurate understanding of God. Now, let me show you this, folks. The reason why we have lack of vision in this world is because of the lack of understanding of of who God is. When you are a man or when you are a woman of the word of God, God reveals his vision for your life. Accurate understanding of God. Self. Accurate understanding of whom? Self. Self. Do you know that one of the biggest uh, success that Satan has upon us is the ability to confuse us about who we really are. In fact, I have seen churches, for example, that churches that they said, oh, this is a very friendly church, Pastor. But when you look into the community, what they say about them, and says, no, I don't like to go to, to that church because this church is not friendly at all. See, when you don't have a clear understanding of who you are, you cannot have a clear understanding of your vision because your vision we're going to see in a moment is connecting your present with your future. And this is important. Look what it says. It's a clear understanding of God, a clear understanding of self, but also a clear understanding of what? Circumstances. Circumstances. Sometimes God put things in our way to bless us, but because we are so blind, we don't see those blessings, and instead we used to complain a lot. I don't know if you have seen people that they complain for everything. And... uh, um, they are sitting over here today? No, hopefully no, right? But you have seen people that the, if the sun is shining outside, they say, oh, what a day. Now I have to work with this sun. If it's raining, oh, what a day. Uh, it's raining. It's depressing. For everything, they complain. And instead of seeing circumstances, instead of seeing things as a blessing that God can use it for their own future and for their hope. Look what he says. I love this quote. By the way, uh, today, the dog was talking about the ultimate purpose in life. And let me tell you something. There is nothing that destroys your ultimate purpose in life that the lack of vision in our life. Look at what he says. This Peter. Peter Marshall, a pastor, was a visionary. He had a very good success in life. He says, Lord, give us clear vision that we may know where to stand and what to stand for. Because unless we stand for something, we shall fall for anything. Do you, see? do you see that? That's a very profound prayer. Think about that prayer for a moment. If you don't have a clear vision, you know what, what Satan would do with each one of us? He would rack us from one place to another because we don't have a sense of direction where we're going to be with our life. Statistically proven, students that have trouble and pay more and take classes, extra classes that they shouldn't be taking, is people that come to college confused. You come to college and they say, I don't know what I'm going to be studying. And they take this class and they take this other class and at the end of the the years that they are in school, they have taken classes that they never needed. Why is that? Because they didn't have a sense of direction. By the way, if you're a parent, a sense of direction begin at home with your little kids. I have uh, uh, three kids, uh, Kelly, Kelsey, and Kevin, and Kelsey is the middle one, she's five years old, and she is the most sweet uh, baby that I have. All my three kids are special, but she is daddy's is grow. And every time that I go and sit down in the couch, she comes to me and, and she, uh, we bought her uh, son uh, um, little toys for playing nursing and things like that. And she loved to play nursing with me. Uh, so, Daddy, I had to uh, check your blood pressure. And, uh, and she, I stand my hands and she checked my blood pressure. And I always ask my daughter, what do you want to be? And uh, she said, Daddy, I want to be, I, I be a doctor. And I said, why do you want to be a doctor, sweetie? said, to take care of you. You know what I did the other day? We went to, we went to this place and uh, to this library, and we saw books for kids about uh, doctors and nurses and, and, and investigation about medicine and things like that. And I bought a whole bunch of stuff of that. When I got home, my wife said, why do you buy all of this thing? uh... for Kelsey is not in the ability yet to understand all of this thing and I said I'm creating a vision for her life she may change her career she may change later on but at least I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing her desire of what you want to be in life. Do you follow what I'm saying? So it is important to understand this prayer. This is a powerful prayer. And even in temptation, it works like that. works well in, in, uh, in our spiritual life. Lord, give to us a clear vision that we may know where to stand and what to stand for. Because unless we stand for something, we shall fall for what? For anything. Now, the Bible talks about vision. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse uh, 11, uh, verse uh, 18 says, without vision, people perish. Now, how many of you want to perish? I tell you one thing, one of the greatest blessings that we receive from God is the person of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you why. Because when Jesus Christ came to this world, he gave us a clear vision of how his father looked like. That's why he said, one, one of his disciples asking, show us the Father. And, and Jesus said, you are seeing it. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He came from heaven to show us what God's love really means. And if we catch that vision, we're going to be successful. Look at this. Without vision, people what? Is, is statistically proven. Countries that are very poor is countries that are not having, they, they don't have vision in their life. Let me show you this. Countries that are founder under God have a better, play, a better chance of having success in life. Do you know that? Uh, I come from Cuba, Cuba is a communist country, and there is a lot of poverty over there. The reason why there are so many people uh, poor over there is because many people are, uh, they don't believe in God, and you remember what we said uh, early on, vision is understanding who God is, understanding self, and understanding circumstances. We talk about countries like Africa. Uh, Muslim countries that they don't believe in God, you see them, their poverty. This country is a, such a great country, even though it's going to turmoil right now, and we don't know what will happen in November, but one thing I can assure you is that this country have, uh, is founded under God, and because of that, it's one of the greatest nations in the world, because people have vision. In fact, let me show you some, some example in history. This is, uh, this will help you to understand. Uh, We have in history, um, Harold Rocco, uh, who one day went to the Michigan company uh, bank in 1903 and he went to this banker, uh, a very trusted financial voice at that time, and he said, you know, I'm thinking investing $5,000 in this new model, uh, four model company that was coming out. And and this is what this man says. Quote, look what the banker says. The banker says, quote, the horses are here to stay. Automobile is just a novelty. Don't do it. But Rocco was a man of vision. He said, I cannot believe that I will be riding horses all my life. Can you imagine? Going to church in horses. Can you imagine? This, is, this church is big, uh, 2,000 people, probably more. Can you imagine 2,000 horses right there in, in the parking lot? That would be a big mess. Harold Rocco was a man of vision, and he said, I cannot believe myself riding horses all the time. And you know what? Because he was a man of vision, he invested $5,000 in that company. You know what happened? Several years later, he sold uh, his chairs for 12 million dollars, and then people asked them how you were able to succeed. And in his statement, he said, "Because I vision myself in a car." Vision. Another example: vision. Decor record. 1962. Have the opportunity to, to sign a musical group, but the president of Deco Record, listen to this. Says, quote, after hearing the, the band play, he said, according to what they said, says, we don't like the sound of that group. Guitars are on the way out. Unquote. Guess what? Another company that was a company that great vision signed this group, and in the first year of the first album of this group, they sold 35 million copies in five states, and that is what we call today the Beatles. Have you heard that Beatles? Beatles company? Why? Because they have they have success. We think about another one, for example, 19, uh, 1960, 1967. Look at this one. 1977. I'm sorry, 1977. The president of Digital Company Corporation was given the opportunity to invest in a dream and a vision of a man called Bill Gates. Do you know Bill Gates? Mm. Uh, but this multi-million company said, "Quote concerning Bill Gates' vision. Look what he's, look what they said to him. There is no reason for any individual to have computed at home." Unquote. Bill Gates was a man of vision, and another company that was a company of great vision signed him in. And in a few years, he invented one of the greatest software that we have, and today Bill Gates is considered the 10 most wealthy people on the planet Earth. Why? Because he was a man of vision. When I think about vision in, in sport, I think about uh, this uh, this man and, and probably you would know this man, but um, Clifford Robert, who was the founder of the Master Golf Tournament, says about this black man that came to his office asking uh, an opportunity to play golf. And Clifford Clifford Robert said to him this is what he says as long as I'm alive gophers will be white and caddies will be black unquote one year later because this man have a vision and another person signing him, Tiger Wood won the masters now how do you think they got that? because they have vision when we think about vision, we think about the Wright brothers. For example, they dreamed one day that we're going to invent, we want to fly. And you know, their fly attempt was crazy. I, I look at the history, what they said about them, and they were known as the crazy brothers. <laughs> but thanks to them, listen to this, thanks to them, today we have what we call aviation. Thanks today we have jets that this uh, That um, um, jet that defiles the speed of sound. And today, thanks to them, we have uh, rockets that goes to heaven 18,000 miles per hour to the moon. Because they were men of vision. When we think about vision, for example, let me give you a few example, um, few other examples. We think about Thomas Edison. Do you remember Thomas Edison, what he invented? He said, I want to harvest electricity. And, uh, and thanks to him, after 10,000 attempts, he never gave up in the vision that he has. Today we enjoy PowerPoint. Today we have enjoy electricity and, and, and things like that because of him. We have Alexander Great and Bell. You remember him. Thanks to him, he said, I cannot believe that I will be communicating shouting from one place to another. No, he invented what we call the telephone, and today we have what we call iPhone 5 right. <laughs> that goes on in our sermons when we're preaching. Vision now if you ask me how they how in the world they got there they got there because they were people of vision now the same opportunity that they had is the same opportunity that we all have different setting different backgrounds but God wants us to be prosperous and to be prosper in every areas of our life but we need to catch our vision now let me move forward to show you that in the Bible now for our life vision uh, let's repeat this together because this one is, is the most important thing that I want you to remember. This, this quote, very simple one. Vision is the art of seeing the things that are invisible. Now, with what you can see the things that are invisible? What we call faith. And faith comes from hearing and hearing what? What? the Word of God. So that's why when you have a clear understanding of who God is, you learn from the Word of God who you are yourself, and then you understand the circumstances that God created for you to be successful. Do you follow what I'm saying? Look at what it says. Vision, let's repeat it. Come on. Vision is the art of seeing the things that are invisible. Now I want to show you that in the Bible. Do you have your Bibles with you? If you have your Bibles with you, uh, turn with me. I'm gonna be using my uh, my electronic Bible here. Uh, if you turn with me to Act chapter four, actually, let me use the Bible. Whoa. Chapter four, Act chapter Act chapter two, verse four and eleven. Watch what he says. Uh, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, look what it says. When the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were all one accord in one place. Now, this is important because vision, uh, especially when it comes to corporate vision, we're going to talk about this, casting vision for your own life and casting vision for your church. When you're talking about the church setting, uh, God reveals a vision not for for your solo purpose or for you to chime but it's for the, uh, the benefit of the body of Christ. We're going to talk about that in a minute but I want you to see this. Verse 4 says, when, when they were all filled with what? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit and begin to speak with other tongues and the Holy Spirit give them utterance." Now look what it says in verse 11 at the end. Uh, what it says, then speaking in our tongues the wonderful words of God. Don't, don't miss this part. Details in the Bibles are very important, folks. They begin, when the Bible says that they gathered 120 people, gathered in, a, in the upper room, and when they were over there in the upper room praying and asking for God, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came in power to, uh, to them. And when they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, they begin to speak the wonderful words of God now you're wondering what is the wonderful words of God do you want to see what is the wonderful words of God look at what it says 1st Corinthians 1st Corinthians uh, chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 1st Corinthians chapter 2 9 and 10 look what it says in verse 9 but as it is written I have not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love them now think about this because when we talk about heaven we say well you know things that I have not seen ear have not heard uh, have never come to the mind of men but keep reading verse 10 says but God has revealed then to us through whom through his spirit for the spirit searches all the things yes the deep things of God you see what, it, what it happened here? When you, are, when you have a clear understanding of, of who God is, and when you study the Bible, and when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, will lead you into the truth that God had for you. In other words, God's vision will be revealed to you, and when you are plunged yourself into God's vision, folks, there is no way that you can fail. Because the Bible says, through Christ Jesus, I can do all things who strengthened me. So it is important to understand that. It is important to understand also Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that says, lean not in your own understanding why people fail today when he talks about vision, because they do things and then they console God. You- how many of you, when you buy your car, you ask God first, Lord, lead me to the right place? You know, we, we sometimes console God for big things, but I want to let you know that God, your God and my God is a God of small things as well. I, I, I used to laugh at my wife, and, and, and she always uh, teach me big lessons. By the way, if you marry, listen to your wife. It's very wise. Uh, I remember every time that we went shopping, my wife prayer never forgot her prayer, Lord lead me to the store that had the special today, and that kind of bothers me, said, come on, honey, how can you be praying like that? Guess what? At the end of the day, she find the best prices, the best thing to buy. and and she told me with the receive uh, later on we, uh, no honey I want to go to the mall, no but God doesn't want me to go to the mall right now, I want to go to this place but over there is, uh, you will not find what, no let's go over here guess why because God the God of big things is the God of small things and if he lead you in the future, by the way Vision is about your future, but your future begins with small things. That's why the Bible says, very important, the Bible always says this, If you are faithful in the least, God will allow you to be, He will grant you, He will give you more things. So being faithful to God in the least that's why Proverbs 3, 5 says, lean not in your own understanding, in all your way, acknowledge him. Do you know what the word acknowledge means? Acknowledge is saying, Dad, I don't know where I'm going. Lead my path. When you do that, you're opening yourself for God to say to each one of us, let me fulfill the future, your dream, your vision for your own personal life. When you do that, you can be truly successful. Now, let, let, let me let me read this quote to you. This is one of my favorite quotes in the Bible in the in the, in the prophecies. Uh, Patriots and Prophet, page ninety-one says, "It is the law of the human mind that by beholding we become change." men will rise not higher than his conceptions of truth, purity, and holiness. If the mind is never exalted above the level of humanity, if it is not outlifted by faith to contemplate the infinite wisdom and love, the men will be constantly sinking lower and lower. Do you know what that means? If you have a vision for your life, but you get disconnected from God, guess what happened to your vision? It will fall off. You will be, you will be removed from the path that God has for your own personal, personal life. So it is important to understand that. Without vision, vision results when our mind joins need with possibility. Now, this is important because we're going to go into the practical stuff right now about vision. Uh, one of the things that I want you to understand that not necessarily needs are bad. Uh, how many of you have some needs in your life? Let me see your hands. All of us have, have needs in your life. And you know what? The majority of people, what they do when they have needs is complain. But let me tell you something that God sometimes creates needs in your life because are those those needs? Are what bring you to the possibility? Possibility, possibility. Uh, join it with. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. Vision resolve when our mind joins needs with possibility. Now the possibility doesn't come from us. Come from God. God is the giver of everything. But we have what the needs. So if you have any needs in your life, ask God. Lord, give me a vision. I, I want to have, I want to done this by 2014. I don't have the money to go through school. I remember when I was in college here On uh, to this day I don't know who did it. Um, I have my own idea who did it, but I don't have for sure who did it, but I remember one day when, uh, when I received one of this wonderful letters from the university, I don't know if you have received this, you owe $2,000. <laughs> and you know when you owe money to the university, well, the first thing they do is they don't let you register for the next semester. That was a great need that I have. And I remember going to church and asking people to pray for me. And I said, Lord, what a great need I have right now. And you want me to study ministry? I was studying for a pastor and I said, you provide. My goal, my vision is to be finished here, finish my schooling in 2005. If I don't have that money, all my classes will be. Uh, you know classes when you take classes are in sequence and if you alter one semester you have to follow into the next year and say Lord I don't want that to happen I joining my needs with your possibility do you follow what I'm saying here and when I pray I remember me receiving from my uh, uh, open the door of my house and an envelope two thousand dollars I never knew where that came from but I know someone that I pray with, heard that prayer, and God put it in their heart, bless this man because he's in need. And I want to show you, your needs with possibility can create vision. Now, I want you to see the, the something about vision because people think you need to be very well educated and, and, and philosophical in order to, to, to have vision. No. Look what it says. Imagination is more important than what? Knowledge. Knowledge. To have a vision is just to say, okay, where am I seeing myself in 12 years or in 5 years? If you are single, probably you would say, I want to be married by this time. Or I want to finish my school by this time. If, whatever needs you have, imagination is more important. Now, the Bible gives us some vision, and I'll go over quickly for you to see heaven. What a great vision of heaven. You know how many people go through struggle in life, and, um, and what a beautiful thing when someone is discouraged, someone has lost someone, uh, and that person look at, the, look at the Bible and read Revelation 21, 22, and they said, what a vision God had given me for my life of hope. You know, God gives us different visions. Second coming, think about this one. How many of us are not waiting for that? You know, uh, um, uh, sometimes you lost something in life, you say, I'm not from this world, Lord. Help me to be content. Help me to, to look forward to your second coming because we look at that vision. The Great Commission, go ye and make disciples. What a privileged vision. The three angels' say, fear God and give him glory. And uh, we make disciples through share him. I need to move forward because I have five more minutes, but I want to show you this. <laughs> And if you want to stay around, if we don't have nobody else, we probably can stay a little longer. But vision launches us into purpose if we give, give us the ability to focus on God's intent for our life as well as allowing us to say yes to what? Opportunities. And this is a famous quote. I took classes with him, Dr. Nick Howard. He said, to live well and to make a lasting, meaningful contribution, we need to have something we are intentionally focusing on that is future-based and give focus, direction, and hope to our daily what? Our daily life. Now, I want to show you this. This is so cool. Vision. This is where you want to be at. This is where you want to be at. But it is based, vision is based in what? In the principle of the Word of God. Because Psalm 127 says, very clear, if God is not the one that built the house, what happened with the house? It will fall down. Yes. So Christian vision is people that connect vision with the principles of the Word of God so if you're planning to have a vision for your life make sure that you open your word of God pray and you ask the Lord give me understanding how to connect with my vision now let me show you this but then we have current reality now they are people that always have vision in their life but they don't understand their current reality have you seen this? people like that Vision is connecting the present with what? The future. the future. In other words, you cannot have a good vision if you don't understand who you are. For example, when a police stop someone that is drinking, the first question they ask is, have you been drinking? Do you know what, do you know what they're trying to do? Bring that person to current reality, because when you are under the influence of alcohol, you cannot understand who you are really. That's why when you go to this setting, these private settings with people that uh, are recovering from alcohol and drugs, they always say, "My name is so-and-so, I'm an alcoholic." Why they don't say, "I was? No, because it's already in your DNA. So understanding your current reality is important. But look at this. What destroyed vision for your life is what? Problems. By the way, the way Satan destroyed churches today and destroyed your own personal vision is with problems. And I want to show you this, folks. Don't focus on your problem. Focus on your solution. Don't make your problem bigger than God. God is bigger than your problems. And when you are focusing yourself in problems, what happened with the vision? It goes away. Mm. But look at the one that truly destroyed vision. Personal failure. I don't know if we have another group. We have another group. If no, we can continue. If you tire, tired, you can live after we finish here. Uh, But let me let me put you an example with my churches for to illustrate this. I have a little church. Uh, I will not mention the name but I want you to see this with me. Um, When I came to that district I went to this little church there were about 12, 14 people in in that church. The last time that they have a baptism was in five years and I came with this vision to say, let's win five souls for Jesus for 2012. The immediate response that I got from them right on the spot was, no way. We don't believe in evangelism. Now, they didn't believe in evangelism, and I want to ch- be clear with this. Not because they don't like evangelism, but because other things in the background. I want to show you what happened. I didn't understand from that church. By the way, when they say no way, I went, prepared a, a, a three-sermon series, and I blastered them because, you know, if you don't do evangelism, you are living in sin. And by the way, if, if don't tackle people when they, when they tell you no or when they tell you things that are not catching the vision. You have to understand the process to get them to the vision. Watch this. Current reality. The church dislike What? Meaning that I cannot fulfill the vision because I didn't understand the current reality of that church. That church dislike evangelism, not because they they want to be in disobedience with the word of God, but because look at this: churches in the countryside, members live thirty six miles from church, lack of resources because they were a group of twelve people. 12, 14 people. So it's not that they hated the vision. It's not that they didn't want to see the vision. It's that I couldn't understand the current reality, the problems. And look at this one. Even worse. Personal failures. They have failed three times. They think it doesn't work. So in order for me to bring them to the vision of winning soul, I have to deal with what first? Personal failure. You see, one of the biggest issues in our life is we want something for our life, but we see the vision, but we don't see our baggage. Our baggage, we need to deal with our baggage first to understand where we are in order to be successful. Personal vision. So what I'm doing with the church right now is helping them to overcome little things, to enhance if you will their self esteem in winning soul for Jesus do you follow what I'm saying so uh, what I'm doing right now is moving them from, from personal failures to what to problems and from problems to current reality by the way this is the same procedure when someone to win soul for Jesus you give in a bible study for, to someone and that someone get to the sabbath for example and say no way You want to portray the vision that the seventh day is the Sabbath. But guess what happened? That person lose vision because they are some baggage that you need to deal with first. Probably they have the problem because they work on that day. They have the personal failure because uh, any other problems they face and uh, they, they, they don't want to see themselves in that issue. So you have to deal with this thing first in order to catch the vision. You follow what I'm saying? So that is why it's so important that when you cast vision, uh, you follow the proper order. Now, listen to this quote from Jeremy. He said, Destiny is not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. It is not a thing to be waited for, it is a thing to be achieved. By the way, there is a proverb. Uh, Japanese proverb that says vision uh, it says uh, vision without action is daydreaming have you seen people that they dream in your church let's do this pastor but when you say okay come and help vision without action is daydreaming but you want to hear one that is worse action without vision is a nightmare so that is why it's so important that you uh... focus yourself into a connection with your vision uh... Charlotte says when you have a vision it affects your what attitude by the way attitude is what brings success in vision have you seen people that focusing and they focus themselves in the negative things in life I remember going through Florida, you know, you, when you go through Florida, there is those big places where they dump garbage. Have you seen those places? They smell really bad. You can, even if you don't see it, you, you can smell it. And I was with a fellow, um, a friend of mine, and we were together passing by, and I look. I, I was driving, and I looked real quickly, and I said, look at that. And, but because I was driving fast, he looked and he said, what an ugly picture, man. It was disgusting, the smell is bad. And I, and I look at him because I was confused with what he said to me. And I said, I don't know what you were looking for, uh, looking at, but I was looking at the tree that was with this big flower in front of the garbage place. I learned that day something very valuable for my own personal life. Life is depending, life, success in life, depending on what you focus yourself. Whether you focus in the garbage or you focus in the flowers that God put in your way. So vision is focusing yourself in the right stuff. By the way, get away from negative people. Negative people destroy vision. If you have a friend that is a negative, uh, thinks negative all the time, you tell them you change. Or I cannot hang around you anymore because I want to be positive that I can fulfill God's vision for my life. Vision works. For example, real quickly, the time is up, right? Time is running, so we continue I don't think anybody else is waiting, so we can continue, right? OK, others are not get out yet. OK. Well let's continue until something happens and then we stop. That, that's fine. OK. For example, when we talk about vision, we talk about planning for vacation. How many of you like to go in, on vacation? My wife, when you, when you say vacation, her, her eye, cling! We love going vacation. But how many of you had done what I did, and I regret I did it one, only one time, I didn't do it anymore. I got my wife one day and I say, honey, let's go on vacation. Where are we going? Where are we going? No, let's go somewhere. Let's go to Orlando. When are we leaving? Let's go tomorrow. Are you crazy? No, let's go tomorrow. I got in the car and we drive. I tell you what. I was so upset because when I got to Orlando, the hotels were full and I had to pay really expensive hotel. Um, We went to some park, theme park, and we had to pay tough price. It It was not a good idea to not plan for your vacation. I learned that the hard way. Next time what I did is I planned my way. To vacation, I start saving. I start doing this. I start doing that. I look at uh, and, uh, uh, flyers. I call different hotels to see if they give me good price. Now I find out that you have Priceline. You know, Priceline is really good because the beauty of that is that you can get expensive hotel that have some days available that you can uh, use it for very cheap. And they, 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 you can get a good deal. The same is with vision. People say, oh I have a vision. When you start that vision? Right, right on the spot. It doesn't work like that. Vision takes planning. Vision takes yourself with God and if you are with a family member, is sitting down with your family and say, honey, uh, where we see ourselves in five years? What are we going to be at? Uh, I know one of, the, one of our plan is to buy a house eventually. I, I want to have my own house and I say, that takes planning, that takes saving, that's one of my vision goals. that's one of the things that I want to accomplish in life but it takes it takes planning, it takes searching, it takes commitment, it takes prayer what I'm saying to you is visionary, visionary work is not for people that are lazy, it's for people that work people that are successful and have great vision in life are people that are work when you vision it create automatically tension that's why people drop vision that's one of the biggest reason why people say I don't care about vision I will live my life crazy because when you live under a vision vision create tension let me put you an example we wanna go uh, last year we wanted to go to Hawaii uh, with my wife Hawaii wife is one of the uh, Prettiest place in this planet, but is one of the most expensive place in this planet. And I remember every time that I told my wife, "Honey, let's go eat at this restaurant this Saturday night." She looked at me and say, "No, because we have a plan to go to Hawaii next year. So let's say so it created on us what." because when you have a vision you say people will try to offer you things but you say no thank you see when you have a vision to finish your career a friend will come and say let's go out let's have some fun but you know you have an exam tomorrow and say I'm sorry just go, go, go do you fun because I'm focusing I'm having a vision I want to accomplish something in life so vision create what? Create tension, but look at this one. Create also emotional tension. My sister finished in um, in Mexico. She went through a, a med school and she went through Loma Linda and, and studied in in the university in Mexico, the Seventh Day Adventist uh, University. They have an extension over there, and um, I remember her many times calling home. Mama, I miss you. I'm in this strange country. I don't know anybody here. I feel alone. Christmas time. Alone. It creates emotional tension. Guess what? My sister finished school, and now she have a whole career in front of her. But she have a vision. See, vision will create tension. Now, what Satan does is he will make this too unbearable for you to withstand. And while we're creating people, many times people that fail, you know what creates some people? They drop the vision. Now, how you can resist and be spiritual and be able to fulfill your vision Spiritual discipline. You know what that means? When you're going through a hard time and you're visioning, what do you do? Let's pray. My mom used to call my sister, and when she was calling her, they pray in the phone. Baby, you discourage discouraged today, but let's pray together. Because praying, worshiping, fasting, that's what Jesus did. Jesus, Jesus was a normal man like every one of us and, 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 and when he was at the point of the discouragement, what he did? He retreated himself mm-hmm. to reconnect with the vision that his father had for his life. Create tension, training, development, goal, short-term, long-term goals, self-care, diet. For example, if you had the vision of losing weight, you have to understand your current reality. I remember my wife after she had the three kids she was a little bit overweight and you know ladies don't like the current reality when your husband say you are a little fat <laughs> or you are a little overwhelmed, or overweight they, they, they don't like that they don't like that and the bottom line is you have to understand your current reality now there is a way to say that by the way yes. I have to say it, very gentle but the bottom line is that when you, when you have your current reality, when you understand who you are, you can then move and say, I want to do exercise, I want to uh, do things better, and she did. She was able to overcome, but created tension. She had to get up in the morning because she was working. She get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and went to the gym, gym for one hour. And then at 8 went back to work. It created tension, but she have a vision. Do you follow what I'm saying? Vision always creates tension, and it will create emotional distress. Sometimes she came home saying, I, I don't lose anything. I gained one pound instead of losing. Because it create tension. Okay. Pretty much we finish uh, this. Let me read this verse and we are about to be done as we make Christ our daily companion we shall feel that the power of an unseen world are all around us that's a powerful quote what a beautiful thing for us to understand when you make Christ the center of your life you will begin to see that the vision that you embrace under his vision you are protected. That's why the Bible says you are under the wind of the Most High. See what it says? As we make Christ our daily companion, we shall feel that the power of an unseen world are all around us. And by looking into Jesus, we shall become assimilated to His image. By beholding, we become Change by the way, let me let me let me tell you this in the perspective of vision. If you hang around losers, I don't care how big is your vision, you will be a loser. Nice. That's true. If your vision is to become a doctor, hang around doctors hang around people of influence that that can lead you to that because the beauty of vision is that when you pray for vision for your life God will give you opportunity and guess what opportunity comes opportunity comes with people people opens opportunity for your life and that's how you want to do it that's why when uh, when I was hired as a pastor uh, talking about in the conference he says one of the the worst thing an a theology major can do is when they finish ministry disengage from ministry and go and work on Madonna until they get higher. no you wanna be higher. you wanna make sure that you have a place where you can, you, when you can be a pastor go to another pastor and say let me let me get some experience from you let me work over here let me, let me tackle it alone why because when interview comes that person that you are working with can be the biggest influence for your vision, for your success. Do you follow what I'm saying? So that's why the Bible, that's why Month of Blessing says, As we make Christ our daily companion, we shall feel power of an unseen world all around us. And by looking into Jesus... We shall become assimilated to his image. By beholding, we become changed. When we talk about vision, and this is the last light, we think about people that were very successful in life. In fact, they, in the book of Hebrew chapter 11, they call that the champion of faith, champions of faith. Look what they did. All these people were still living by faith when they die. Now let me tell you about this other vision. The biggest vision that we can have for our future is our salvation, folks. Don't lose that one. It's good to have a vision of a career. It's good to have a vision of getting married. It's good to have a vision to have kids. It's good to have a vision to go to college. But your biggest vision that God, I want to give it to you, I want to handle it to you. It's the vision of one day see Jesus face to face. This beautiful son that says, we shall behold him. Think about this. Moses had that passion in him. He, he, he told God himself, Lord, let me see your face. He wanted to have a vision of who God was. And God says, you cannot see my faith and live but I will show you a little bit of what you wanted to have, a vision of me. I will show you my back. But the beauty of that is that one day all of us, if we have the vision of heaven in mind, we will be able to see him face to face. And look what they did. They did. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They only saw them and welcomed them from the distance. What a, what a powerful vision. But they couldn't, they couldn't reach it. If they had been thinking of a country that they have left, they would have the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country and a heavenly one. What a vision. They were longing for something better, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to call them their own. God, for He hath prepared a city for them. Don't be afraid to cast your vision. Don't make vi- a small vision. Think big. You have a big God. But not only think big. Understand your current reality. Lord, I want I want to get to know you more. But the current reality is that I don't have time to read the Bible. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Help me to deal with my current reality. That way you can connect your present with your future. And when you tackle alone God's vision into your life, the, the spirit of prophecy says an unseen power will be around you. And by beholding that future, by beholding him, you will become what what he promised for for you to be. So may the Lord bless you and help you to uh, be committed to him, be a man and a woman of vision. Because without vision, the Bible says, people perish. And certainly we don't want to perish. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the opportunity that you have given us to learn about vision it is so important and vital for our life to understand that we are called to be to be successful in life but Lord we know that success doesn't happen just because one day we get up and say I want to be successful today now successful people we understand that even from scripture successful people are people of vision help us to have a clear vision where you want us to go in the future. Help us not to lean in our own understanding, but in all thy way, acknowledge you that you may direct our path into a successful future. Bless each one of us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse